0: Hi, I'm Alexa James, and welcome to the Chick Chat Podcast. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Chick Chat Podcast. If you checked out our previous episode, you heard me chatting with my friend, Dr. P, Heidi P. Tack, and she is a communications expert, and I am super excited for you to be able to hear from her today. She's gonna share some communication tips that are going to help transform your life and I want to give you a heads up, too, that you're going to be seeing her in some upcoming videos also on the Chick Chat blog. So be keeping an eye out for that. And here is Dr. P. Hi, Heidi. Tell us Hi. all about yourself and what you have to share with us oh, today.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I so I'm a communication strategist, and that means that I like to to partner with people to help them figure out how to communicate in more healthy ways with the people around them because the unhealthy communication strategies that we all use actually end up sabotaging what we really want and what we honestly want all of us is connection we want connection with our family we want connection with our friends we want connection with the people around us. And um, we can end up sabotaging it without even knowing it because of things that are going on with us, like triggers and fears and all kinds of different things. So I thought that we could talk about what strategies might be helpful with communicating with your parents. What do you think about that?
0: I love it. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I'm sure none of us ever need help with (laughs) working with our parents.
1: So, I mean, I'll just be super honest and say that I, uh, over the years, and especially, you know, I'm thinking back to when I was a teenager and a young adult, that... Those were some tough years in figuring out how to communicate with my parents, and I really struggled with it a lot. So I wanted to figure out like how can I stay grounded and rooted and trust-based even when maybe the people around me are not, even when somebody might be passive aggressive, like your mom or your dad might be passive aggressive with you, or they might be aggressive with you, or they might be super passive and not actually tell you what they're thinking or feeling until they snap at you. And so a couple different things that I've been thinking of in preparation for this episode is, um, is one in particular is to be really careful, about asking loaded questions. Now, we can't control the way other people communicate around us. You can't control the way your parents communicate with you, but you can control the way you communicate with them. So a loaded question is like, why did you just do that? If we say something like that, usually a loaded question starts with the word why. We are instigating defensiveness in the other person and they are gonna defend themselves by coming back with something else. So try to figure out if you really want to ask something, how can you ask it in a way that is a curious question and not a loaded question? So if I say, why did you just do that? then that is a loaded question. But if I turn around and ask it as a curious question, you could say, hey, I'm curious. I just noticed that you put that away in that spot. What um, can think? can you help me understand what your reason was behind it? And then you're asking it as a curious question. It definitely takes more energy and it takes more time to formulate a curious question but it it honestly helps to um, foster trust between you and your mom and your dad, and it keeps some of those conversations from spiraling out of control. And I will say that a number of years ago, I was on the phone with my dad, and in my head, I wanted to say, why did you, we were talking about something that happened in the past, and I wanted to say, why did you do that? Like, or why didn't you do that? And I realized in the moment that that's the way I wanted to ask the question. And I know that that doesn't result in a good place in my relationship with him. So I stopped myself and I said, hey, so I'm curious. Can you help me understand back when that happened? What were some of the things that were going through your mind that made you make that decision that you made? And we had the best conversation. And I took a conversation that was starting to spiral and I could hear it in his voice that he suddenly had to like think about his answer. And he had to think about what that was like back when he made that decision. And it was really cool because actually so there's like brain chemistry with this. And the brain chemistry is that when you ask a curious question, you are, um, you're like tapping on somebody's prefrontal cortex. That's the front part of your brain that has to process things. You can't just respond from this triggered I need to survive place that's called your amygdala or your fear center or your limbic system which is like your survival system and if you ask a loaded question you are instigating that survival system which is why you're going to get that kind of reaction from people but if you ask a curious question of your parents then you're going to instigate that prefrontal cortex that will help them actually process and answer you in hopefully not an elevated way, but answer you in a logical way because they've had to process it and think about it. So that's a really big one that is really helpful and interesting that is a super big strategy communication strategy that's helped me a lot in my relationship with my parents so make sure you ask a curious question okay. and not a loaded, not question. A loaded that's question. the first one i love it the second one is that if your mom or your dad shame you if they say something that shames you like look at your room are you you know i can imagine you as an as an adult you're going to live like a slob or whatever so when someone shames us like that I call it the hot potato effect. Like, if somebody shames you, your instinct is going to be to throw it back at them because shame burns. Shame is like this feeling that not just that you made a mistake, but that you are a mistake. And we really. And you are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. Of course. You
0: are not a mistake. No,
1: you are not a mistake. But that's the way shame makes us feel. So I think we have to be really aware. Of when we're starting to feel that and remind ourselves of the truth that we are not a mistake and that we don't need to live in that place of feeling worthless because we are of infinite value and you are so precious and wonderfully made. So, when one of your parents shames you, this is a super big challenge, but don't shame them back. Your parents have their own hurts and fears and wounds and things that are probably making them, they're driving them to shame you. Maybe it's their reputation as a parent. Maybe it's that they feel like somehow it makes them a a bad parent if they have a child that doesn't clean their room. So a lot of times as parents um and I'll say we because I'm a parent now but I'll it, say that that we take it as a reflection on us and so often it's not about my kid and what they're doing it's about me and the way that what my kid is doing how that makes me feel
0: i think also it can be the habit you always heard shameful some your parents speaking Shame in a way that feels shameful to you. Right. And that just becomes your communication habit. You don't might not even you might parent that way and not even realize that you're doing that. that Because that's just your normal mode of communication. Your role
1: model. Yeah. And
0: so you might not even realize that you're doing anything wrong. You're just doing what you've always done. Right. You know, as a parent. Yeah, and in
1: our brains we have like these ruts that are created by doing the same thing over and over and over. And so I I really feel like the hot potato effect is one of those things that we do it over and over and over. We throw shame at somebody. They throw it back at us. We throw it back at them. So your parent says, man, look at this wreck of a room. You're going to be a slob someday when you have your own apartment, aren't you? Why don't you learn how to clean it up? And your instinct might be, you know, well, look at your room. Your room's not any better than mine. And then you've just played hot potato. You've just thrown it back at them. So instead of that, it's super hard to do. One of the biggest challenges of my life is to not throw shame back at the other person, but to say something like, yep, I, it's pretty bad right now. I'm gonna go ahead and, and work on cleaning it up. Or you could say, yeah, I know I'm, I'm really busy right now. I've got a bunch of homework, but I'm going to clean it tomorrow. Or yeah, I know it's, I know it's pretty rough, but I'm okay with it because I don't have time right now or, or whatever it is. So, but I think owning what we can own and apologizing when we need to apologize and then respond in, a non triggered way that doesn't throw shame back at them it's gonna go a long way honestly toward your parent being able to see that shame doesn't work and hopefully it will help them not do it anymore you can also have a sit-down conversation with them and tell them how that makes you feel and give them a suggestion of how they might be able to state what they're feeling in a different way or just ask you hey would you mind they could just ask you, hey, would you mind cleaning your room? It's getting pretty bad.
0: So, Dr. P, I love this advice. It's really helpful. I know as a teenager and, you know, because I feel like in our teen years is probably when we start to get the most uh, tension between our relationships with our parents. Thankfully, like I didn't have these tools that you mentioned in my mindset
1: yeah me neither <laughs>
0: but but I did have a fairly good relationship with my parents and what you're talking about is something that develops trust mm-hmm. between you and your parent yeah. and the more you can create that atmosphere of good conversation and helpful conversation, And diffusing times when Mm -hmm. things could feel like a hot potato. And diffusing those things with like practicing communication skills. Mm -hmm. You're building a better trust between you and your parent. And I will just tell you, because I did have a good relationship with my parents, we did have that trust. And what that offered me, like from a benefits type thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. just as a practical like I didn't ever have a curfew because my parents trusted me we kept the we kept the communication open Mm -hmm. when they asked me to tell them where are you going to be who are you going to be with Mm -hmm. I didn't have to lie I just told them yeah I want to go here and here and -hmm. if they allowed me to go then I went and I did my thing but there wasn't ever like a curfew because we had a trust yeah. and that trust is so valuable. And so, um, things like that, or I never had to sneak out, you know, I would go to school and my friends were talking about, yeah, I snuck out last night and whatever. And I was like, I just tell my parents where I want to go. And then I just <laughs> go like, you know, it, it, because we had that trust And so these communication skills that you're talking about are going to benefit your life in not only your home atmosphere, but also them trusting you to become more independent, to start to do the things that you might be wanting to do and starting to spread your wings a little more. They don't want to grant you that freedom if they don't feel like they can trust you. Mm -hmm. So if they can trust you in a simple conversation and feel like you value them Mm -hmm. and that you respect them, you know, we're Mm -hmm. commanded to respect our parents. And so this is a way to respect them is to practice, you know, communicating well with them and developing that trust and... It's going to benefit you in the end, you know, like you might just feel like I have to do this for my mom. But at the end of the day, like the benefits that you will also reap from it, if you have to like look at it from a selfish perspective in that Mm -hmm. sense, like it's worth it. Well, and honestly,
1: <laughs> it's gonna benefit you the, you the rest of your life because right. you're, you're always going to have people in your life that might be difficult to communicate with, and mm-hmm. if you are, if you can work at on that, um, the in your home, in those pivotal relationships, those like core relationships with your parents, and learn those communication skills there, then you never know how often you're going to get to use those same communication skills in other relationships or with an employer or with a teacher or with other people in authority too. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much. This is so so helpful. We're going to have to listen to this over and over and over again. So we (laughs) just can really hone in and nail those concepts and start living them out. You're feel, feel free to visit me at right. speakeagle.com. We'll put her Instagram links and her website in our show notes so you can make sure to access that and check her out and start following her. You're going to love following her and keeping in touch and having great communication just to open up wide doors for you moving forward. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at chickchat, that's C-H-I-K-C-H-A-T, and on Facebook at C-H-I-K-C-H-A-T. And our blog is chickchat.com forward slash blog. That's C-H-I-K-C-H-A-T dot com forward slash blog. We'll see you there.